Welcome to this green church. We're a Christian community on a mission to raise saviors, believers that are righteous and supernatural, to succeed, lead, and have transformational societal impact. Join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. and Wednesday at 6 p.m. to be a part of this amazing service. Be blessed as you listen. Uh, this night conversation was Jesus poor. All right? But before we go to, go, go to that, um, before we start that, let's do a recap of what we have said so far. Because right? we said a lot, I want us to keep in step of what we are doing so that, you know, nobody is lost along the way. All right, so a recap. All right, number one, we said God's will is prosperity. That taught John to say, beloved, I pray that you may prosper, right, in all things, hallelujah, and be in health just as your soul prospers. Then on the 8th, says, I shall remember that your God, for it is he who gives you power to what? Power to get wealth. That he may what? Stop his covenant, that is what your fathers, as it is this day. Amen. So Proverbs 10, 22. Proverbs 10, 22. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he has no sorrow with it. NIV says, the of the Lord makes rich without painful toil. For it. All right? This is Bible, okay? I didn't make this up. All right? It is scripture. Matthew 6, 23. Matthew 6, 23. It says, Therefore, do not worry what we shall eat or what we shall drink or what we shall wear. For after all these things, the Gentiles seek. Okay? For your heavenly Father knows that you have need of these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you was spoken by Jesus. Alright? I think this one is blowing my voice a little too much. Is it clear there? Alright. Hallelujah. Jesus said, if you seek the kingdom and his righteousness, it will add all these things to you. Amen. Jesus said it. Toto did not say it. Jesus said it. Alright? First Timothy 6 from verse 6 to 11. Now let's go there together. 1 Timothy 6, from verse 6 to 11. See, you must understand it, okay? That Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 13, 8. So whatever was his will at the beginning, is his will now. It does not change. All right? He's not a man that it should change. So if it was his will at the creation, his will for Adam, for Abraham, for Isaac, Jacob, for Israel, Okay, it is his will for us also. Hallelujah. All right, first Timothy 6 6 to 11. Let's go together. Now, godliness with contentment is great gain. Are we there? That's verse 6. Verse 7 For brought nothing into this world, and they certain that we can carry nothing out. Verse 8 And having food and clothing, with this we shall be content. Verse 9 But those who desire to be rich, fall into a temptation and a snare and into many foolish and harmful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. Verse 10, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith their goodness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Proverbs 22 says, blessing makes rich and adds no sorrow. So meaning, if it's by the blessing, it doesn't bring sorrow. But if it's by by man-made effort, all right, or by the devil, all right, without God, covetousness, it will bring sorrow. All right, it is likely to bring sorrow. Now, I'm not saying everybody, everyone that's not a believer that is rich with sorrow, that's not the point. But I'm saying that once you leave the good, once you, once you have this on, on, on an LD hunger for riches, all right, it will likely end in sorrow. And many times, not, not just sorrow for the person, sorrow for the environment, sorrow for friends or family, for, you know, staff and colleagues, all right, that an, an unhealthy appetite for riches will bring destruction. All right, so we're not trying to help us to, to make us to have, you know, to be, to be want to reach by, by all costs. That's not the point, okay? But to operate in the blessing. The idea is not to get rich by any means. The idea is to prosper by the blessing. Meaning that the, blessing, the prosperity is within the confines, you know, the, 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 the boundaries of what the blessing brings and how the blessing operates. So I'm, I'm going to tell anybody, to, you know, just get rich by, no, it's not about getting rich get, get by all means, no, it's about operating the blessing. 
All right? So it's not about, you know, I have 10 million in my account. That's good for you. That's not the point. The point is in operating the blessing, making the best of all God, that God has made available for us in Christ. Hallelujah. All right? Verse 11. But you, look at this, oh man of God, flee these things. Flee what? Inordinate love for money. Oh man of God. Is this a rock? He said flee. Now, the same way he said flee from, flee from sexual sin. Say from this one also flee. The way you run from sexual sin, so also run away from love of money. When you find yourself beginning to love money too much, pick your heels. Take your heels, begin to run. <laughs> run for help. The love for money destroys people. And guess what? It is even more in poor societies. The poor. You know, I mean, people see prosperity and they, can, they must see it as though, you know, it's um, prideful, it's um, unholy. But the truth is this, that poor people many times can have the most, the most unhealthy loss for money. I haven't seen lack. When, you, when someone sees his mother die because he could not pay hospital bill of 150k, what does he tell himself? In this life, I must have money by any means. Anybody that wants to die should die. I will make money. Yeah. So let's not look at it as, as though being rich is the mm, Even poverty on its own can breed love for money. People can be poor and love money. Do you know that? Poor people can love money. And we see many of them like that also. That they have an inordinate love for money. They kill for it. They steal for it. If you can steal for money, you have an inordinate love for money. So it's not about how much they account. Okay, it's the state of one's heart. You understand? Say, man of God, flee from this, okay? And pursue what? Righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and gentleness. See, see again, it's following what Christ said in Matthew 6. That, okay, we don't seek these things. What do we seek? Kingdom and his righteousness. So, we flee from love of money. What do we pursue? Godliness, righteousness, faith, love, patience, and gentleness. So, he's saying, you must, in your, in your life, have a, a good scale of priority. That God comes first. Kingdom values first. Kingdom work first. Then other things can follow it. That's prosperity. Hallelujah. All right. Verse 17. Verse 17 now. Verse 17. Verse 17. If you are there, say I'm there. Let's go together. Command those who are rich in this present age to do what? Throw the money away. No. Amen. Command those who are rich in this world to throw the money away. The money is bad. You're making them sin. Feel the money. Money is dirty. Hallelujah. If you possibly can be pious. Oh, poverty is so cute. Oh, you can't pay your bills. Oh, so righteous. <laughs> Hallelujah. Says what? Not to be haughty. To not pride themselves in their resources. Not to what? To trust in certain riches. But to trust in the living God. Who, who what? Who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Hallelujah. So it is God's will for, 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 for us to have richly all things to enjoy in, within the blessing. Alright? It says, 18, let them do good. That's the point. Not just to buy and buy and buy and buy every day. You ask us, you buy, you, when, when they see you, you see, buy one bag today, 80k bag, tomorrow 120k bag, let's buy 500k bag. You just want to buy, 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 buy. One million naira bag. One million, guys, one million naira shoe. The reason what is ten, is, is $10,000. Um, the suit, you know, everything is blink, 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 blink. His chain is like, his chain is so, it's so expensive, it's pulling him down. You know? <laughs> Hallelujah. Today, see this car. Ah, this car looks good. I, I buy it. Next morning, another car. He buys it. But, you know, command them to be rich in good works. All right? Ready to give. Willing to share. Verse 19. Stand up for themselves a good foundation for the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. That they may fully live out eternal life on the earth. That they may lay hold of it. That they may put also, that they may, that they may with their resources, you know, keep their heart where it should be. Because where your, where, your, where, your, where, your, where your treasure is, is where you have to be. So once you add flows into giving to kingdom stuff, your, your, your treasure will follow and vice versa. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. All right. We said also that the biblical prosperity is not covetousness. It's not covetousness. All right. Hallelujah. 
Prospecting by biblical case means having enough to live well, all right, and to abound in every good work by legitimate means and putting the kingdom first. It's a kingdom first priority. See, let's not be deceived by the world. People now are living demonic lifestyles and putting God on top of it. God blessed me. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming in vogue right now. Someone can be, you know, it's crazy. People do the damn, the, the damn mess of things, all right? And when they prosper, in quotes, when they have money, they make money, they say, God is the grace of God. No. Biblical prosperity. Legitimate means. Legitimate means that puts kingdom first. Kingdom values. Hallelujah. It means we see money as a means to an end. It means for kingdom advancement and for living well. All right? It is, for, it is having money and money not having you. You have to check your heart. Is the money having me? Money I don't have yet is already having me. Something like that. You don't have the money yet, but the money already has them. All they think about is the money they will make that is not made. That's, their cons- that, that's, all, that's all that consumes their makeup. And, and, and I also see this that, see, knowing that it's not a rich man's problem. Is a human nature problem. So even poor people can be very covetous. Wake up every day, what's in your mind? My hustle, my grind. Don't wait till you have money before you know you are covetous. If all that consumes you is money, and you will do anything to get it, and you will leave God's will to get it, you are covetous. Amen. This is important, okay? So, Check your values consistently. Am I led by money or led by the Spirit? Am I led by money or led by the Spirit? All right? Covetousness is an eager, excessive desire for wealth and possessions. Is this eager, excessive desire? I must make it at all costs. I must. Yes, if you want to succeed, but there should be a proper order of priority. All right? Jesus first. Walking in love. Legitimate means. Creating value than prosperity. We have a culture in Nigeria. A culture of, of you know, if you don't get money, wait till you, wait till you who will you be? There's a, there's a particular song I want to remember. If you don't get money, hide your face. There's another one again. These are demonic stuff. They are demonic songs. They look natural, but they are demonic songs. So, see, see look at that in the last 20, last 20 years, last 15 years. We are seeing more and more and more disorder for money's sake. It, was, it always was, right? But it's getting stronger. Our songs are shaping our culture. Our songs are what? Shaping our culture. See, you really see the devil walking. You really see demons walking. I tell us always that at the end level of demonic hierarchy, what they do, their strategy is content, ideology. It's not mm, fire. Think of Hollywood, all right? See, fire burning. They now come, yes, I'm the prince of Persia. Ideologies, strategy. All right? Glory to Jesus. So, the question is the cut corners to make money. Cut corners to make money, to it old more than is right, to it old more than is right. <laughs> to it old, mo- if you're eating your tight, you're on the way there. You're on the way there. Hallelujah. May not be there, child, but you are walking towards it. Also, more there, there. Uh, it is measuring oneself and others by how much they earn. Some, some people worship rich men. You know, in Nigeria, a rich man steals. People worship him. A poor man steals, they burn him. A rich man steals for the entire country. People will campaign to. to, to. Hallelujah. <laughs> but a poor man steals a phone on the road and they catch him. Glory to Jesus. You know, go to a point where. I'm totally concerned about it. That Nigeria's awesome mentality is going to very dangerous levels. Very dangerous levels. 
People are doing criminal stuff, and we call it ozu. Even their parents support it. Giving laptop to press. Let me just press it. Just giving laptop tools. They call it tools. So somewhere, someone is learning a skill, and then said, "No, why? why who wants to go to school? No time for school. Give him laptop to be pressing. Give him tools. There are parents that know their kids are doing this thing. Someone said, "How? You know, one of his um, people that work for him, the mechanic, asked him that I need two hundred k, bottom two hundred k. Now asking for what? Ah, that my father was poor, into poor. That his child cannot be poor. Once by his child laptop, so he can be." Hallelujah. Solution to this is Bible-based prosperity. In a poor country, what we need is not just only hard work. Amen. We need the hand of God. Leverage. Yeah, we need unusual leverage. Unusual leverage. All right? Because it's hard to tell a child that can't see anything, can, cannot say anything to can, Where's the hope? It's, it's hard to tell him that if you work hard, you succeed. That is working hard. Amen. So there has to be something extra on that working hard. That guy, God is with you. He can lead you. He can prosper you. You don't have to cut corners. All right? I'm still doing recap because it's important. <laughs> All right? So the biblically, the biblically prosperous man is not vain. At least you will not buy. You have money to buy, but you don't buy because why should I buy it? Practice restraint. Yes, that's very prosperous man. He has the money, but I'm not going to buy it. Mm, I'm not buying. Yeah, practicing restraint. They're not just about amassing, buying. You know, keep. Uh. And you say, okay, this money is better, better than something else. This money, I have enough cars. Why do I need that car? I'm, I'm, I'm vexed. Take this money. Go and give it to church. Yeah, you train yourself by restraint. That song blessed me. Who sang it this morning? Look for that guy. Look, that that singer's account number. Let him, let him, let him, let him, let his account shake today. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Kingdom values. Part of it is moderation. Moderation, and it's deliberate. <laughs> That when you start succeeding more and more and more and more, you tell yourself moderation. You deliberately practice it. All right? Deliberately practice it. You don't have to be show off. Amen. You don't have to. Today, traveling first class is on status. First class things. Amen. Today, my birthday, you know, on the yard, you know, everybody wears white. I, it's not bad, right? But deliberately, deliberately, deliberately be moderate. Am I saying it's bad? No. Can it be moderate for the person? Maybe. We are different people. For me, what is moderate for, him, for that person is, is excessive and vice versa. On your own, practice, practice personal restraint. Because if it's, if it's you, same you today, snap with a car, my new Kenny, tomorrow I'm on the yacht with Kenny. You are, you are Kana. You are covetous. Let's leave it alone. If only you, th- that's what you post every time. Something is wrong with your spirit. Go for a checkup. Yes. Now, the biblically prosperous man is content in every situation. We know how to abase and how to abound. Philippians 4, Paul told them, I've learned to abase and to abound. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. So I know how to live when, you know, I don't have the money I need yet. Not that when they see your face, they know you're you you broke. I hope you broke. I hope you broke. I hope you broke. I broke. Amen. Then they greet you. Good morning. Please. They know, your family members know. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. That you learn how to be the same when you have plenty. That's the thing. When you have plenty, the same. When you don't have enough, yes. The same. Do you get it? It has to be the same. Someone said, you know, someone told me like 2007 or so that, that was taught. That you should watch out for his mood when he is very happy or very sad. It's a show of his mental strength. Even something something happens and you are overly excited, you might make you might turn into error. You get try to be consistent in all things joy. Hallelujah. In all things joy. So they can't tell from your face if you have money or not. Amen. It is important. All right. 
I will learn how to. So, medical prosperity doesn't mean that in your account every time there's money. Amen. Money can be on its way. I think prosperous. Do you understand? You might have, you might have an urgent bill. But you know that, me, I could have spoken. The money's on its way. I'm prosperous. So it means you are stable at all times. Otherwise, your trust is in the money in your account. That's not that's radical prosperity. Do you understand? All right? Question says, if only I have more money, I'll be happier. Fraud. <laughs> Contentment says, I have Christ. I'm happy every time. That is enough. <laughs> All right. For the conventional man, the acquisition of wealth is his marker. Okay? He's marked by the acquisition of wealth. For him, he just needs to earn more, to keep any more, to keep any more. For the biblically, biblically prosperous man, kingdom advancement is his marker. I'm giving myself to kingdom. It's his marker. It's where his, it's where his joy is. I do more for kingdom. Hallelujah. I give myself first to God. And then my resources follow. All right. Glory to Jesus. To live well doesn't mean buying everything you see and desire. Don't be like Solomon. Solomon said, All I wanted, I took it. You wonder why he went mad? Why did I know? That all I wanted, I, I did it. All I wanted, woman. And what do I want? Hey, <laughs> practice restraint. See, people don't know how far these things go. You don't practice restraint in money. You can't do it in sex. In the same spirit at work. If you don't practice restraint in money, you can't practice it, practice it in sexuality. The same spirit of excess will follow the person. Let me tell you what happens to people. See, when you work hard and get some level of money, you feel entitled to more things. Not just more cars, more sex. You feel like you own people. Why would you agree? Do you get my point here? Yes, that's what they think. Why would she agree? I can buy her. I'm telling how people think. So practice restraint. Now, women, women are buying men too. Naturally, we know the women are buying men now. So it's not it's not, it's not a gender problem. Okay, <laughs> practice restraint. Don't wait till you have all the money. Start it now. Practice restraint. If you spend most of the money on clothes, something is wrong with you. Something is wrong with you. Amen. Spend most of the money on a woman too. Something is also wrong with you. Something is very wrong with the person. Practice moderation. Shame come one back, Moderation. All right. So, we are blessed to live well and to abound in every good work. Give to church. Your tithe, your offering. Amen. Give to your family. Please, first. Tithe is 10% of your, of your earning. It's not 2% or 5 It's 10 Alright? Give to your family. Amen. It should not be deep. But, ah. <laughs> Give to your family. Now, okay, I, don't, I don't have family yet. You have parents. Amen. You live in a house. Give. Drop something. Take, take off something every month. I buy the gas. I pay, I, pay, I pay for the DSTV. Do something faithfully. I buy the fuel. Do you get? Shall I pick something? And be doing now. Train yourself. Give to your parents. See, the Bible says, one of those doesn't care for his family members is what? What's an infidel? He has denied the faith. Oh, yeah, kaka, kaka, oga, 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 oga. Your parents are hungry. You are buying shoe. <laughs> All right? Give to your pastor. Amen? Give to ministers and ministers. Give to the needy. Practice giving. All right? You should plan it out. Talk about that maybe in two weeks. All right? We see also, recap because it's important. We are blessed by the covenants. That God swore to Abraham. When God swore to Abraham, Genesis 12, 1 to 3, he swore not only to Abraham, but to Abraham and to his seed. Alright, so Genesis 12, 1 to 3. 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 Okay. 10 minutes. Are we there? Genesis 12, 1 to 3. The Lord had said to Abraham, Get out of your country 
from your family, from your father's house, to a land that will show you. Verse 2, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will cause him who causes you. And in you, families of the earth shall be blessed. Then 20, 22, 22, 15 to 18. 22, 15 to 18. 22, 15 to 18. We are blessed by the covenant that God swore to Abraham, okay? God swore to Abraham, not to, not to, not to Abraham, but to his seed. As in his seed, not, not, just, not just Israel now, but all of the world, all countries of the world will be blessed through, through, um, through Abraham's seed. Are we there? 22, 15 to 18. Better say I'm there. Want to go. Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham, second time of heaven, 16, okay? And said, by myself have I, have I sworn, says the Lord, because you have done these things and have not withheld your son, your only son. 17. Blessing, I will bless you. Multiplying, I will multiply your descendants, the sons of heaven, of the, of the, of and at the sand which is on the seashore, the descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. Verse 18. 18. In your seed, nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. So we see, now, it didn't say, it didn't say in your seeds. It said in your seed. Now, if it was seeds, we have blessed Ishmael too. Right? But in your seed. So the real seed was not even Isaac. The real seed was Jesus. Do you get? The others were a type, a foreshadowing. Alright? But the real seed is Jesus. So it's why, you know, he didn't pick Ishmael. He picked Isaac. Okay? The promised child. Again, the promised child. Foreshadowing the Christ. Okay? That's why Isaac gave it to two children. Jacob and Esau. It was about seeds. Alright? We have picture of them. But it's to show us again, that it's not seeds. Okay? It's seed. It's not about them. It's about the Christ that is coming. So they are a foreshadow. They are, they are, they are an indication of what to come in the future. Are we together? Alright? So we see that because of the blessing that, you know, Isaac was also blessed. Okay? A type of what is coming. Jacob was blessed. All right? And we see Joseph too. We see Joseph's blessing. It was, it was a slave, slave in the house and it was a special slave at some point. He became prime minister. All right? By the blessing. Hallelujah. We see Israel as a whole blessed by the covenant. Deuteronomy 8.18. Deuteronomy 8.18. Israel blessed by the covenant. Are we together? Want to go? I shall remember the Lord your God. To, are we together? Want to go? And you shall remember the Lord your God. For it is He who gives you power to get what? That you may what? His covenant which you swore to your fathers as it is this day. So they are blessed. It wasn't about them. It's about God's covenant with Abraham and then Isaac, you know, and then Jacob. Hallelujah. So they were a part of a bigger story. They're not the real story. The real story is that God told Abraham something. When we see Moses, we think Moses is a major story. No. Moses, 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 Moses only accepted because of Abraham. Moses is only important because God called Abraham. Do you understand? It's only important. The law is only important because God talked to, talk, God talked to Abraham. Do you get So the bigger story here is God's promise to Abraham that was fulfilled in Christ. Hallelujah. So we see Galatians 3, 7 to 16. Galatians 3, 7 to 16. Okay? That Christ redeemed us because of the law. All right? So that the blessing of Abraham might come upon us, that might receive the promised spirit. Look at this. Should I go there first or go back small? All right. Before I get to that point, now, the blessing is redemption. Please follow me. The real blessing is redemption. Okay? So he said, we are reading from the course that the blessing of Abraham might come upon us, that my words receive the promised spirit. Now, the promised spirit is a, you know, is a marker of our redemption. Do you understand? The blessing is our redemption in Christ. By being redeemed, we receive the spirit. The real blessing is redemption in the seed of Abraham, Jesus. All right. Are we good there? That's Galatians 3, 7 to 16. Please check it out, okay, for time's sake. All right? Now, in your covenant, okay, Israel foreshadowed, okay, giving an example 
what will happen in Christ. Hallelujah. So Israel found themselves in Egypt. All right? All right? Comes back from Egypt. All right? A, an indication, a foreshadowing of, of, of our redemption in Christ. Are we together? We see also they were redeemed not only from Egypt, but from sickness, poverty, and death. Are we together? Psalm 537. Psalm 537. Psalm 537. Is it building up well? Yeah. All right. Are we there? Psalm 537. Psalm Once we go, he also brought them out. Look at this. With silver and gold. And there was none feeble among. So you can see that among the stripes. So we'll see prosperity and health foreshadowing our redemption in Christ. Exodus 23, Exodus 23, 25, 26. Exodus 23, from 25, 26. Exodus 23, 25, 26. If I didn't say I'm there, all right. Good, good, good. One, two, go. Yeah, fast open. I like to reopen your Bible very fast. Oh, sharp, sharp, sharp. One, two, go. So you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of you. Verse 26, no one shall suffer miscarriage or be barren in your land. I will fulfill the number of your days. So we see number one, he will bless their bread and water. Prosperity, provision. All right? What else? It will take sickness away from them. Health. Okay? Don't suffer miscarriages or burying their land. Okay? And it will fulfill the number that is long life. You said they won't die, but at least they will live long by the covenant. All right? Exodus 15, 26. 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 All right? Exodus 15, 26. Are we there? Recap. <laughs> it's important, okay? Don't worry, we'll, we'll do what we have to do. All right? Want to go and said, you diligently eat what of the Lord your God, do what is right in his sight. Give ye to his commandments and keep all his statutes. Look at this. I will put none of the diseases upon you which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I'm the Lord who heals you. Now, um, we have to read, read this clearly. Um, when the Hebrews wrote this, they understood it as, I will not allow this thing to come upon you. Not that it won't put this thing on people. Do you understand? It, it, it is, the, 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 the language should be permissive, not causative. It should be what? Permissive, not causative. So it's not God that's bringing it upon them, but he's saying, I will not allow it to come upon you. Do you get? I will not allow, not that, not, not that I'm, I'm not bringing it on people. No, but for you, I, by the blessing, I will, ex- I will keep you from it. So again, to mean that by their redemption from Israel, please again, foreshadowing the Christ, okay, they were redeemed from sickness. Hallelujah. All right. See, in the world is what we call the cause of the law. That cause not only on Israel that obeyed God, all right, is a cause on, you know, in creation. What's the cause? Poverty, sickness, and death. So the world is doing all kinds of things to bypass it, rightfully so. People work hard, create jobs, medical technology. Yes, God, God is happy that, that man is finding ways to go around it. But don't forget, it's, it's, not, God's, it's not God's plan for us to, to suffer. So he's happy that science is trying all those things. He's happy about it. He's, yes, that's God's plan for it. You get? But there's a cost at work in creation that the blessing exempts you from. Good, good, good. So, we as being Abraham's seed, by believing in Jesus, we came into the blessing that God swore to Abraham. And that blessing is fully consummated in Jesus. Romans 1.16. Romans 1.16. So that by believing the gospel, Romans 1.16, by believing the gospel, we come into the blessing. In the old foreshadowed, in Christ fulfilled. Hallelujah. In the old foreshadowed, in Christ fulfilled. At the, at the rapture, fully consummated. 
in the old foreshadowed, okay, in Christ fulfilled, we don't have to by faith, right? At the rapture, fully consummated, we don't need to wait anymore, is it's what we see. So it's now, it's now we see dimly, then we see fully. So then we need faith, it's what we'll be seeing every day. Okay? But now we leave it out, so faith in Christ, we leave it out by faith. But at the rapture, when everything is settled, clinical, clinical, fully consummated, okay, it's no, no longer faith, it's what we see naturally. Hallelujah. All right. Are we there? Mount 16. One to go. Wait, I'm not actually. Russian too much on my part. Verse 16. One to go. Right? For it is what? The power of God unto salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first, also for the Greek. So it says, the gospel is the what? The power of God to salvation. Now, many times people say salvation has just been free from sin. That's, that's, that's not, that's like the, that, that, that is the entry point. Okay? Salvation is, is, you know, is, is a full word. It means not just freedom from sin. Okay? It means welfare, prosperity, deliverance, preservation, salvation, safety, that word, soteria. It means all that. So it's a compound that says, you know, um, by the gospel reveals, okay, God's, God's redemption from the cause of the law. God's full redemption from the cause to enter into the blessing. So by receiving the gospel and understanding the gospel, we enter into freedom from sin, from poverty, from sickness. So that by, by spiritual rights, by spiritual blessing, we have these things. In the same way, when you got born again, you became righteous. Did you stop sinning? No, you still, you still make some mistakes. Should you? No. Do you? Yes. So we would not say, nobody gets caused to sin. Are you getting my point? So also, we won't say, you are not healed because you feel sick. Hallelujah. So we are learning how to put these things at work in us, to put it out at work in our world. Second Corinthians 8.9. Now, I'm done with my, with my recap with Second Corinthians 8.9. This last one for the recap. <laughs> Second Corinthians 8, 9. One, two, go. For you know, this is our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. Hallelujah. That you through his poverty might become rich. So our, our redemption is complete. The gospel is full. All right? We are redeemed from sin, from sickness, from poverty, and from death. Now, people see that and say, you see, Christ was poor. <sighs> okay. So, was Christ poor? You cannot use one scripture that you don't understand to make a doctrine. It's a rookie mistake. Or, or, or mistake of, of, it's not a mistake. It can, can, can also be mischief. All right? You don't build a doctrine from a verse. So, we look to scripture and see was Christ poor? People say he didn't have ten houses. Is that prosperity? Is that what it is? Don't forget we said earlier, it's not about having ten houses, ten cars, you know, a million dollars. It's, it's not really, it, it can be that God bless and, and God bless and you have that, yes. But that is not the measure of a prosperous man. All we know is, okay, that a prosperous man, okay, over time we'll see that his needs are met, his bills are paid, he has, he has enough to live well and to get, to get his assignment done on the earth. That's prosperity. So it's not until I can, uh, it's, not, it's not until that you have money, you have some millions in your account. You will, right? But that is not the marker of the prosperous man. Because now I say, yeah, you're prosperous. Hallelujah. So it is to have a saved heart, first things first. A saved heart. Hallelujah. A healthy mind that loves God, that is renewed. That's being prosperous also. A healthy body, that's also being prosperous. Having enough to live well and to abound in every good work. So, am I saying if you are sick and not prosperous? Well, you are prosperous, but you are learning how to live it out. Do you understand? It is who you are in Christ. It is your riches in Christ that you have already. We are only learning how to live it out in our physical realities. Again, bring prosperous to relative. Bring prosperous to relative. Bring prosperous is relative. For some, is to have the abuse paid. All right? Afford basic, basic, basic things of life. If you live in Nigeria now, we prosperous to you, not, not, not as, as on the U.S. It's not the same. If a student is not the same as, as being a working class. It's not the same, okay? But you can be prosperous and at any level that you are in. So, I will not be looking at Christ. I'm saying, 
If his account full, to know if he's prosperous. That'd be silly. All right. So, how do you know Christ was prosperous? Number one. Matthew two, Matthew two ten to eleven. Don't read it. We just explain it. Matthew two ten to eleven. At his birth, okay, um, the Maggi, wise men from from the east, came and brought him expensive stuff. In fact, they, they launched his ministry with, <laughs> not, they launched his life with proper gifts. They came to worship him, and they brought not, not only bowing down, they brought things along, honorarium that has honor. It's not just realm; it's honorarium, honor one be. So the realm is just realm. The honor is silent. <laughs> Hallelujah. But they came with gold, frankincense, and as in they were gifts fit for a king. They came with gifts fit for a king. All right? Hallelujah. Okay? People say there was a lot of value in the gifts he got because they came to worship him. Said we have seen the star, you know, the one will be king of the Jews. So they came with kingly gifts for the child. Number two, same Jesus turned water to wine. He turned water to wine. Do you know, you know the level of value in, in that production process? He turned, see, meaning that if he needs resources now to go to Abuja and come back, it, that cannot be his problem. He turned water to wine. That's in John 1 to 12. Number three, multiplied bread and fish, twice recorded. Doesn't mean twice happened though, but twice recorded. <laughs> Multiplied and fed 5,000 and fed 4,000 with how many loaves? Four loaves of bread, clinical, clinical. Very significant number of food. Five loaves, you know, and I think one is seven. Yeah. Okay, that's in Matthew 14. Matthew 14, 13, 21. Matthew 14, 13, 21. Don't read it, just keep just note it down. Okay? Also in Matthew 15, 29 39. Matthew 15, 29 39. Now, open, open your Bible to Matthew 16, 5 to 12. Matthew 16, 5 to 12. Matthew 16, 5 to 12. See, the thing about, sound, about doctrine is this, that it's sound. People can disagree with it today. They will go and come back and say it's true. It's why you can't be a trained person for doctrine. What is raining? Last class, I've seen it in the Christian world. People will go. So if not for them, I'm going in trouble. Do you understand? Once you have something in scripture, just stay there. Let them waka, let them waka, they waka, and they will come back. But if you follow them, oh boy. It's important to never be one for, the, for, for, for trending, for doctrine matter. Never. Stay where you are being fed. They, they are shown scripture. They, they, they're not burning today to make it happy, to make it good for you. You get my point here? They will come back. Matthew 65 to 12. Are we there? Want to go? Had come to the other side. They had forgotten to take bread. Aha. Verse 6. He just said to them, Take it and beware of the leaven of Christ and Sadducees. Seven. Listen among themselves, saying, Is it because we have taken no bread? Verse 8. But Jesus, being aware of it, said to them, O ye of little faith. Look at this. Why do you among yourselves? Because you have brought no bread. Verse 9. Do you not understand or remember five loaves of, five loaves of the of 5,000 and how many baskets you took up? Verse 10. Not the seven loaves of the 4,000 and how many large baskets you took up? You see that? Verse 11. How is it you do not understand and, and not speak uh, you know, concerning bread? But to beware the level of Pharisees and Sadducees. See, see, you see, see, see. Saying, really, my problem is bread. Like, really, my problem is bread. Were you not there? Didn't you get that my problem, my problem can never be what to eat? Didn't, don't you get it that nothing can stop my ministry? Do you understand? Were you not there? It was you that served them, served them the bread. And you packed leftover, many. So, didn't that tell you that my problem is not that you forgot bread at home? If I need bread, someone will bring it. Do you understand what he's telling them there? Can he be said to be poor? Hallelujah. Number four, he, he sent Peter to, to take money from fish's mouth. When you get to there, when you get to the, to the, to the river, eh? throw your hook. When you catch the fish, open his mouth, you will see money there. 
Someone said, maybe he kept the money there. Come on. Really now, really. You, you went to school, at least you went to primary school. So he now got there. He now got there. Wait, he now got there. He now threw hook. And a fish that came out was one that they stopped money in the mouth before. Now the fish, that fish now stopped the money in the mouth, did not vomit, just swallow it, just anything. Just kept it there and waited, waited at, the, at the end of the edge of the shop for Peter. Now when someone else came, he avoided them. When Peter came, Peter is my guy. He now Hallelujah. That's Matthew 17, 27. Matthew 17, 27. Matthew 17, 27. All right, number five. Twice we see in scripture the, the miraculous catch of fish. Uh, can you remember that? Twice. The miraculous catch, catch of fish. That's in Luke 5, 4 to 11. John 21, 4 to 14. Luke 5, 4 to 11. John 21, 1 to 14. They caught much fish. Their nets began to break. Can that man be said to be poor? Number six. He had financial partners. He had financial partners. He had financial partners. Yeah. Luke 8. 1 to 3. Let's read it together. Luke 8, 1 to 3. I like this one because we can see that Jesus, Jesus also had financial partners. So pastor too can have financial partners. Jesus started it. Amen? Yeah. Because many times people think that pastors eat from the, from, from the angels. Yeah, with manna. Just open your account balance, see two million. Hey, I'm just a baby. Okay. Now, the miraculous part of it that came by angels or stuff like that were not, the, were not like the everyday thing. The real way ministry is moved is by the giving of people. All right? Have to get that clear. Christ no go about every day, turning, turning fish, turning, turning, um, multiplying fish every day. It wasn't, it wasn't a daily thing. Okay? Did he do it? Of course, yes. To show it cannot be stopped. But the regular way ministry is moved is by the giving of people. Humans must give to ministry. Your pastor is broke. You cost it. Okay, let's focus. Look at it. One, two, three. Hallelujah. Are we there? Next week, talk about, next Wednesday, talk about, about how preachers prosper. We ask again, should preachers prosper? Okay, so small, small. That's next Wednesday. All right? Look eight, one, two, three. Many times, even, even we preachers, we, 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 didn't learn, we didn't know this nearly. We are thinking just to feed us. It's all God to correct, to correct my thinking. The way you are going this thing, Akpa, oh boy. <laughs> then I will have this to pay. People will give him money, I'll give it to church. Amen. I didn't feel right to collect money. Amen. But I had this to pay with the wife and child. But thank God for God corrected me. Amen. People think it's pious to say, I don't collect their money. Eh. Okay. Jesus collected their money. You're not that savior. <laughs> hey. We'll talk about that more next week, okay? We'll see all those poly, all those theology and how well it fits in. Luke 8, 1 to 3. Want to go? Now it came to pass afterward that he went through every city and village preaching and bringing the glad of the kingdom of God and the twelve were with him. Number two, and certain women. Oh, bless them. What were the men do? And certain women. Look at this. Who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary called Magdalene, out of whom had come seven demons, and Joanna, wife of Chusa, Eros, Teward, and Susanna, and many others, look at this, who provided for him from their substance. Many, he had many partners. They were saying, this ministry, you have blessed us, you will not fail. You will not like anything. All we have will put to it. Okay? So it wasn't a one-time thing. They were partners. Hallelujah. And guess what? They came for meetings too. They didn't just say, ah, I'm so busy blowing this blow. I don't have for church. Pastor, says, I can't know about okay, I'll come to church. Come and hear the word. <laughs> Hallelujah. They came for meetings. They were there. All right? So you had financial partners. 
Number seven, can I have you got the room for the Last Supper? That's in Mark 4, 12 to 15. Have you got the room for the Last Supper? He told them, when you enter the city, you see somebody carrying water, follow him to his house. When he tell the owner of the house that the master wants to use your house for Last Supper. And guess what? It was a large, large, well-furnished room for the Last Supper. Hallelujah. Remember also the donkey for transfer entry? When you get there, you will see a donkey tied to a court. Take it. If they ask, tell them the master needs it. Hiya, reputation. Tell them the master says you should bring it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So can it be said to lack? No. See, that the GO today has ceremonies that can, that can balance the body man. You know why? You know why? It says online now that, ah, I need 50 million. You will get 500 million at least. Because even me, I will give. <laughs> Hallelujah. You get? So it's not, it's, not, it's not about the money in the accounts. You get what the blessing produces. Needs met, bills paid. Having the origin to live well and to free as much on the earth. Is down eh, at the cross. They didn't hear you too. They need lottery for who we get it. It was so well sewn. Ah, I'm on this clothes, you can't tear it. They did lottery. So it means it was a good clothes. It's not Ankara Tukobo. Amen. I believe it was a good clothes. I believe it was a good clothes. That's in John 19, 20, 20, 24. John 19, 2024. 20, what? I didn't get you. Trafford entry, entry is March 21, 1 to 3. The donkey part, March 21, 1 to 3. The gown, John 19, 2024. Last Supper, Mark 14, 2 to 15. All right? Number 10. Number 10. The lady washed his feet with expensive perfume. What a year's wages of a common, a common laborer. A laborer's one year wage. Now, let's in Nigeria, laborers earn, so I think they earn like 3K, 4K per day. Let's say, you no, know, we use them and we know. Uh, if you call this work in your house, you know the end. So I think 4K per day. Let's use 3K. 3K times times, let's say 25 work days a week. How much is that? 75K. 75 times 12. That's about, let's say 1M. So they use the 900K person to wash his leg. He did not cry. Ah, please give me the money instead. He did not cry like, hey! Oh, whoa! Oh, whoa! I can't go. Oh, whoa! Hallelujah. All right. That's in John 12, 1 to 8. And he told them there, the poor you will always have among you, but you don't have, you always have me. Meaning that the poor is not one of them. That's in John 12, 1 to 8. See there also that Judas was angry and said, this money that been, you have sold this perfume, Giving the money to the poor. And he said it's because they like, he doesn't care for the poor. It's because Judas is to steal the money from the poor. Judas kept the purse, and from the purse, he to thief money. <laughs> All right? So Christ had a purse that stone stole from and he did not feel it. He kept the purse. Judas was stealing from and he did not feel it. The ministry did not die. <laughs> is he poor? I don't think so. All right? Number 13, that number 11 is, number 10 is this feet, okay? Wash this feet with expensive perfume. Number 11, the poor will have amongst you. Just Christ said it, okay? Implying, not me, I'm not one of them. All right? Number 12, I had the money bag that you just stole from, and the ministry did not combo, okay? Number 13, it gives to the poor. John 13, 29. John 13, 29. John 13, 27 to 29. It gives to the poor. Just note that down, all right? As in, from here, we'll see that you didn't just give to the poor. They had, they had a culture of giving to the poor. You get? So, it takes a prosperous man to always be able to always give to the poor. I wasn't a poor person. All right? Number 14. He never lacked. How do I know? Look, look, look at 25. Look at 25. Look at 25. He never lacked. He asked, he asked disciples, when I sent you out two by two, did you lack anything? They said no. When he send them out. Did they lack? No, meaning that the sender cannot lack. 
if the saint D doesn't lack. Number 15, finally. For by him and for him, all things consist. Don't forget, he came to the earth fully man, yet fully God. That's Colossians um, 1, 15 to 18. By him, all things are. By him, for him, through him, everything is him, it's built around him. In him, all things consist. So, even though, even though, he, even though he didn't come to the earth to, to display his own full Godhead power, but it, it, he had it. Fully God, fully man, he can't be said to be to poor. So why do people say he's poor? Number one, because he was born in a manger. Now, people have because, because they could not afford, you know, and, no, no, because, you know, there was a census, okay? The, 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 the king said, everybody, everybody go back to your hometown to go and do census. So I imagine a pregnant woman that is close to giving birth. It means the wife is very slow journey. It's common sense, right? So if everybody can walk, can go at um, 10 kilometers per hour, don't do that at, you know, 10 kilometers for 54, five hours, because a pregnant woman cannot, 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 cannot drive her too fast. Okay? And she's, you know, very close to childbirth. Meaning that they, they go to their hometown late. Of course, everywhere will be taken. Everywhere will be taken. Common sense, right? So they could only find space in the manger. Do you understand? There's no answer for the manger. All right? That's in um, Luke 2, 1 to 7. But seven said at the end, okay, it was wrapped in the closet in the manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Not that they could not afford inn. All right? Number two, because he told that guy, you know, Son of man has no place to lay. Says, people think it meant he was always homeless. All right? Let's go to Luke 8. Luke 8, verses 7 to 58. 57, 58. Luke 8. Luke 8, 57 to 58. Luke 8, 57 to 58. Yeah, Luke 8. Yes. It's not there. Please do. You shall not be shamed. I'm coming. I will praise the Lord no matter what. Is Luke 9. Luke 9. 57, 58. All right? One to go. Now it happened, look at it, as they journeyed on the road, that someone said to him, Lord, I'll follow you wherever you go. 58, Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nets, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay. As they journeyed on the road. So, is a traveling minister at this point, okay, going from place to place. Likely is that he has no permanent, in that, particular, in that particular part of his life, he has no permanent, you know, this is where I live. So today, we are going to Damascus. Tomorrow, we are going to um, Monty Monty. So it didn't, it, didn't, it didn't mean I don't have a house. Because even for last supper, that's where to go. And say, so when you get there, can you go? And you have to get. So it wasn't an homeless person, okay, but at that particular point, okay, it was, you know, itinerary, okay, meaning that he likely did not have someone to call permanent home. But he didn't, he didn't, he didn't slept on the road. Probably got somewhere, paid for lodging, slept there, and kept moving. But it cannot mean that he didn't have home to sleep. Don't forget that he had people that gave him. He had a post for ministry expense. Do you understand? Finally, number three, why people say he was poor? 2 Corinthians 8.9. 2 Corinthians 8.9. Once you go, 2 Corinthians 8.9. For you know, grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. Some people say this would mean that he was poor on the earth, you know, and all that. Now, number one, yes, on the earth, he didn't fully display his, um, his, his fully divine, divinity, you know, wealth. He didn't show it like, like his nephew. He didn't use gold streets. Okay, he didn't, he didn't display at that level, okay? But we see during his earthly work that he's not like anything. All right? So it's, it can't be said to be poor in no man's terms. 
The same way, though he didn't come to display himself, you know, as he didn't come to use his fully divine nature, he healed the sick. He was still called a healer. Abi? So he was still called a healer, right? So, so also, he, can, he was still said to be prosperous, even though he did not come to display all of heaven's world to us. So when was he poor? See, again, say we know his grace. Mark grace. What does grace remind you of? Salvation saved by grace through faith. Abi? So we know his grace. That goes, that goes our salvation. Okay? That though he was rich, for our sake he became poor, that might be rich through his poverty. Now, this talks about his work on the cross. The same way he was righteous, he became, was made sin for our sake, that which is um, true is, you know, is, um, is, is um, you know, suffering and all that, might be righteous of God in Christ Jesus. So, again, substitution. Where did it happen? On the cross. Hallelujah. He made him that no sin, to be sinful, so that can be righteous in Christ Jesus. So, it's the same thing. On the cross, he became poor for our sake. When he was stripped naked, when he was beaten and battered, okay, he became poor for us. He took our pains, our lack. He took from us the cause of the law. Are you following me? This is what it means. He took the spiritual causation of poverty, of lack, of sickness, of sin. So in that, he became poor for our sake that we, through poverty, might become rich. Hallelujah. Isaiah 53, 4-6. This which is the end for us, which is the end for us, is first spiritual before it is physical. So even when you cannot see it, it is a real thing. The same way I can't see righteousness, but I know I'm righteous. The same way when, when I make mistakes, I still know I'm in Christ. I'm, and I'm righteous in Christ. So it is first spiritual, they will begin to live it out in the physical. Alright? Isaiah 53, 4 to 6. Isaiah 53, 4 to 6. Are we there? Want to go? Surely he has borne our griefs. Hallelujah. And carried our sorrows. Yet we are still stricken, sitting by God and afflicted. Verse 5. Wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. Transplanted the bottle's peace was upon him, and by his stripes we were healed. Please look at this. It was only for transgressions. Okay? Bruce for iniquities. The what? That brought us, that brought our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. So he took our transgressions. He took our sin. Alright? And our iniquities. He gave us peace, and by his stripes we are healed. So we see redemption from sin. Alright? Alright? Sickness and poverty. Now, that the peace there is shalom. Doesn't just mean, doesn't just mean, you know, peace when people call peace. The peace there is a state of, you know, of good welfare, of, you know, things going well for you, of prosperity, of, you know, things going, that's what's a simple meaning. Nothing is nothing broken. Not, nothing missing. Nothing broken. So it came to purchase for us, okay, a life above sin. By his stripes also, you are healed. Hallelujah. All right? And, you know, it took the beating, the punishment for our peace was put upon him so that we can have peace. A life of nothing missing, nothing broken. A good sojourn on the earth. Hallelujah. Verse 6. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned the way, everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. So at the cross, he took my sinful nature, gave me righteousness. All right? He took, let me say that, let me say that very well. At the cross, he took the punishment of my sin. All right? He paid the price of my sin. Hallelujah. When he, when, when he rose from the dead, you know, in his new life, he gave me a brand new life also. He gave me righteousness. All right? At the cross, it, it took the price for my sicknesses. Okay? The stripes on him were payment my sicknesses. All right? And I was punished. You know, he faced the punishment for my peace so that I can have peace, a good sojourn on the earth. So with all this said, can we say 
he was poor. No. No. He was prosperous. Hallelujah. Have a blessed night. Did you learn well? Give him thanks. Thank you, Lord. We are growing these things. We are growing these things. We are growing in knowledge. We are growing in knowledge. I pray it well. We are growing in knowledge. Thank you for good teaching. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for good teaching. Well balanced, you know, good, good nourishment in the spirit. Thank you, Lord. We are growing these things. We put them to use. We practice. We grow. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Now pray for the many part of your week. Pray for Thursday, for Friday, for Saturday. Just speak to it, okay? Productivity, all right? In ministry, in your, in your work, in family life, productivity. Things go well for you. Things go well for you. Your hands are trained to profit. You are led. You are directed. Things work in your hands. Hallelujah. Ministry process in your hands. Ministry process in your hands. Ministry process in your hands. Your career prospers in your hands. Hallelujah. Your love life prospers. Amen. Team that wants man or woman, the Lord provides for you. Hallelujah. My God shall supply. Things work for you. You are favored. Hallelujah. Good things find you. Amen. As you, as you play your part of the covenant. All right? Obeying God. Being led by the Spirit. Feeding fat on God's word. Good things come for you. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Jesus, name we have prayed. We hope you were blessed by that sermon. Chance to growth and global impact. Feel free to contact us via our social media platform at This Green Church. And do join us every Sunday by 9am and Wednesday by 6pm to be a part of our family. Remember, you are that Savior. You are light and life to your world. <laughs>